Listen closely now. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to knock on wood, have a losing streak, celebrate Joseph M. White's birthday, and have a two-segment edition of One Thing in Common. Last week, we were knocking a jug, which you will remember was 1920s and 30s slang for getting drunk. Well, this week, we're going to do some more knocking, but this time, knocking on wood. Here's Willie Smith, the lion, and his cubs. Knocking wood so it'll stay that way. Knock it wood, she's terrific. Knock wood, I'm specific when I say that love's okay. Knocking wood so it'll stay that way. I'll find fault with doing so. Holy clovers are to few. Knock wood, twice as good. My advice is try to. Knock wood, I'm excited. Knock wood. So delighted and since love makes work seem play, I'll knock wood so it stays that way.
again who she was with last night. Then go tie a string to the ring while you sing. Not foot. Not foot. Way back on July 27, 1911, Sophie Tucker and one of her very first recordings, Knock Wood. The New York Evening Journal described her as a loud, cheerful noise. A fine, buxom, happy-go-lucky girl with a lot of voice and a lot of girl, and when they come together on stage, everybody wakes up and takes notice. Tucker was an exclusive Edison artist at the time, and after listening to this Edison Blue Amberall Cylinder, number 852, You'd have to agree that's an accurate description of her. This Knockwood was composed by Harry Von Tilzer with the lyrics by Andrew B. Sterling and is not to be confused with the 1937 Knockwood, written by Sammy Kahn and Saul Chapin, which started the show, performed by Willie Smith, the Lion, and his Cubs on July 14, 1937. In between the Knockwoods, it was knocking on wood the wood in this case referring to the wooden bars of the xylophone, played by Red Norvo on that Brunswick recording from April 8, 1933. Red was accompanied on his composition by Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet, Fulton McGrath piano, Dick McDonough on guitar, and Artie Bernstein on string bass. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. You'll recall that the final segment on last week's show had to do with losing. I didn't have time to play the record that's going to start off this segment, which is going to continue the losing theme, but a very specific kind of losing. Yeah, boy, what you got there? Boy, don't you know what this is? 
No, I don't know what it is. Well, the dice, boy, dice, that's what it is. What? These here is African diamonds, the dice. Well, what do you do with them? You mean to tell me that you ain't never heard of or played with these things? No. Boy, you, 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 what kind of man is you and where have you been all my life? Did you got any money? Yeah, I got money. Well, uh, the angels have sent you to me. How much money have you got? Well, I got, I got some. Well, uh, how, how much is some? I got Twix, uh, 25 and 26 and a half dollars. You will. Did you got any money? Listen, boy, if I had a pocket that didn't have money in it, I'd cut it out. Would you like to learn how to play this game? Sure. Well, well, uh, you know that you allowed to lose a little something, but afterwards you would win more. Yeah. Well, the rules of the game is this. Uh-huh. You roll the dice out, and if you should happen to roll two or three, you lose. Yeah. If you shoot seven or eleven, you win. Yeah. But if you should happen to throw two sixes, which is twelve, yeah. you lose. Uh-huh. You understand the game? Yeah. Well, M-O-F, brother, M-O-F. What do you mean, M-O-F? Money on the flow. That's what I mean. Money oh. on the flow. All right, here it is. All right. Ha! <laughs> seven. Put up, boy. Put up. Don't be so All right. Here yeah, I am. Not All right. Ha! Four. Ha! Seven. You lose. Then, yeah, boy, is you sure you don't know nothing about this game at all? I don't know a thing about it. Well, it's your shot. Go ahead and shoot. All right. Then get out. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, boy. Wait a minute. Barnyard them dice. Barnyard them dice. What do you mean, barnyard the dice? Make them cackle. Make them cackle. Wait a minute, whoop, wait a minute. What's the matter now? Boy, don't choke them dice like that. Give them hell, give them hell. All right. Seven, I win. You you don't see me laughing, do you? Go All ahead right. and shoot. All right. Six. Yeah, I know it's six, I know it's six. All right. That's six. Yeah, that's six. Look out, you boy. Look out. Don't you put your hands on that money. What's the matter now? Well, 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 didn't you throw six? Yeah. Well, didn't you come right back and throw another six? Yeah. Well, six and six is twelve. You lose. Oh boy, won't that be nice? I'll be on my merry way. 
away to heaven with my Dixie Parodite. Come on, seven and eleven. Come on, you seven or eleven. Baby needs a parachute. Across the ice, ha, that's the way I buck them dice. Dang. I make Ada from Decatur, also little Joe. I don't have to snap them twice, cause I really buck them dice. Yes, mama thought that I was in school, learning to be nice. I'm gonna tell you something now, I was down on Rampart Street, <laughs> learning how to buck them twice. Yes. <laughs> When I holler, stand at attention. Up jumps two bright fives. Listen, take a fool's advice. You gotta learn how to buck them. Buck them dice, yeah!
up, set them down, set them down. I caught them. There you have a trio of rapidly rotating records about them dice. We're pushing the envelope a bit to January 2nd, 1941 with that last one, but that's okay because it was Fat Waller and his rhythm with Buckin' the Dice, written by Cedric Wallace and Tiny Parham. Before Fats, it was the last of the Red Hot Mamas, Sophie Tucker, who, like Fats, was singing about rolling a 7 or 11. Accompanying Sophie on that March 1923 OK recording made in New York was the Riga Orchestra. 7 or 11, My Dixie Pero Dice, was composed by Walter Donaldson with the words by Lou Brown. And we'll hear from Sophie Tucker again in the fourth segment of the show. We started off with minstrel performer Emmett Miller with his routine, You Lose, from January 8, 1929. Miller was accompanied by his Georgia Crackers, top-notch musicians assigned to his sessions by OK. Though not all on this particular record, they included the Dorsey Brothers, Manny Klein, Eddie Lang, Arthur Shutt, Joe Tarto, and Stan King. Yesterday, October 14th, marked the birth in 1891 in New York City of Joseph M. White. He was featured on the NBC radio musical variety program The Good Rich Silvertown Orchestra, which was first broadcast in 1929 and was on the air until 1936. As you might have guessed, it was sponsored by tire company B.F. Goodrich, and the orchestra was conducted by Milton Rettenberg and Jack Shilkrit. The announcer was Phil Carlin. On the program, Joseph M. White was known as the silver-masked tenor because he always wore a silver mask while performing. His identity was kept secret for years, but when he was finally revealed as Joseph M. White, the reaction was, uh, who's Joseph M. White? He died on February 28, 1959. Here's Joseph M. White. <laughs> Thank you. 
soon are planning pretty presents all for you. Mary Lou, won't you give your promise true? Why, for miles around they're waiting to start their celebrating when you say I do, Mary
you have three from the B.F. Goodrich Silvertown Chord Orchestra, directed by Joseph M. Necht, with the vocals by the silver-masked tenor, ultimately revealed to be Joseph M. White. We started with Burgundy from May 26, 1926. Burgundy was composed by Jimmy Steiger and Harry Richman, with the words by Tommy Maley. Next, it was Mary Lou, recorded September 14, 1926. Abe Lyman and J. Russell Robinson wrote the tune and George Wagner, the words. And we finished up with I'm Lonely Without You. The group made five attempts to record it on May 26, 1926, the same session that produced Burgundy, but those takes were all destroyed. They tried again four more times on June 21st and finally got it right on take seven. Harry Warren wrote the tune and Bud Green the lyrics. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all online, at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. It's time now for yet another episode of One Thing in Common, a group of wildly diverse records which seemingly have nothing whatsoever to do with each other but actually have one thing in common. Don't even try to guess what the next two sets of records all have in common with each other. There's only one person who would know, and we'll see if even he figures it out before I let you all know at the end of the show what the one thing in common is. To get us started, here's Chick Bullock. But she didn't say where she got it And they said that he said That the law was gonna stop it I heard, yes I heard Though it wasn't told to me I only heard I heard, yes, I heard, 
No, they didn't buzz to me. I only heard. You're jiving, you're jiving. Now she said that he said, but she didn't say where she got it. And they said that she said that the law was going to stop it. I heard. What you did? Yes, I heard. You didn't hear. No, it wasn't told to me. I only heard.
to a little love nest Down where the roses cling Picture the same sweet love nest Think what a year can bring He's washing dishes and baby clothes He's so ambitious, he even sews But don't forget, folks, that's what you get, folks For making Another year, or maybe less, what's this I hear? Well, can't you guess? She feels neglected, and he's suspected of making whoopee. She sits alone most every night. He doesn't phone, he doesn't write. He says he's busy, but she says, is he? He's making whoopee. much money, only 5,000 per, some judge who thinks he's funny, says you pay six to her, he says now judge, suppose I fail, the judge says budge, right into jail, you better keep her, you'll find it cheaper than making
The Sterling Trio, tenors Henry Burr and Albert Campbell, and bass Joe H. Meyer with the orchestra conducted by Joseph Pasternak and Mummy Mine. One of many Egyptian and mummy songs of the late 19th and early 20th century written in response to discoveries made in Egypt. It was composed by Vincent Rose with the lyrics by Richard Coburn, who also wrote the words to Which is Which and Who is Who. That Victor recording was made December 20th, 1918. Before that, Rudy Valley and his Connecticut Yankees were making whoopee on Harmony 825-H, made January 10th, 1929. That's from the 1930 MGM picture Whoopee, starring Eddie Cantor, who sings it in the picture along with the Goldwyn Girls. Walter Donaldson wrote the tune and Gus Kahn the words. Before Rudy Valley, it was Billy Costello, April 27, 1935, singing I'm Popeye the Sailor Man written by Sammy Lerner for the first Max Fleischer Popeye the Sailor cartoon, which had been released in 1933. And we began the set with Chick Bullock and his Levy Loungers with I Heard, written by Don Redman. Redman is featured in the 1932 Betty Boop cartoon I Heard, which opens with live footage of Redman's orchestra playing Chant of the Weed. Later in the cartoon, the band plays two other Redman hits, How Am I Doin' and I Heard sung by Don Redman. Continuing this One Thing in Common collection, here's Gene Krupa.
doesn't love Mickey Mouse? That was the Varsity 8, just one of a number of pseudonyms for Ed Kirkaby's California Ramblers, with Billy Murray providing the vocal on Mickey Mouse, We All Love You So, from May 8, 1931. I've played a vocal by Charles T. Bolotti and an instrumental version by Ben Black and his orchestra, but before Billy Murray, you heard Miss Elsie Baker with her September 9, 1913 rendition of I Love You, California. The words were written in 1913 by Francis Bernard Silverwood, a Los Angeles clothing merchant. I Love You, California was specifically written to coincide with the Panama Pacific International Exposition, held in San Francisco, and the Panama California Exposition, held in San Diego in 1915. In 1951, the California legislature passed a resolution designating I Love You, California as the state's song, and since 1988, it has been the official state song by law. We started off with Gene Krupa and his orchestra from a March 10, 1939 Brunswick recording of Dracula. So, what do all seven of those records have in common? Well, a couple of weeks ago, listener and friend Joe in Ohio was involuntarily and unceremoniously separated from his longtime employer in a cost-cutting downsizing move. Fortunately, he says he'll be fine, is treating this like a bit of an early retirement, and will now have more time to do some fun stuff and enjoy life a bit more. Last week, Joe posted pictures on Facebook of his office before and after cleaning it out, and each of the records I played has something to do with a personal item in Joe's office. Starting with the first of the records, on one wall was a framed promotional poster for the Betty Boop cartoon, I Heard, featuring Don Redman. We heard from Billy Costello because on a shelf was an action figure of Popeye, one of many action figures on display in Joe's office. Right near the I Heard poster was a promotional poster for the Eddie Cantor picture, Whoopi. And to wrap up the first segment, on another shelf was an action figure of The Mummy, one of a set of eight classic Universal Monster figures, Joe had on display in their original sealed packages. The Mummy was released by Universal in 1932 and starred Boris Karloff. On another shelf was a bust of Count Dracula, so the second set started off with Gene Krupa's Dracula. Right next to Joe's phone was a Mickey Mouse pencil holder, hence Billy Murray's Mickey Mouse. That leaves only the record I Love You, California. Why did I play that? Well, many of the posters and figures and even a tissue holder in Joe's office had to do with Frankenstein's monster. And who composed the tune, I Love You, California? That's right, Abraham F. Frankenstein. Isn't that clever? <laughs> Abraham Franklin Frankenstein was at the time conductor of the Orpheum Theater Orchestra and a conductor of the Los Angeles Symphony Orchestra. Joe, I hope you enjoyed that episode of One Thing in Common. Of course, I wish you all the best in your new situation, and I hope we have the opportunity to meet in person one of these days soon. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. ¶¶